Hello, and welcome to Sonoran Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast, The Gun Rack. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Gun Rack, Sonoran Desert Institute School of Firearms Technology's official podcast. I'm Josiah Upper. Folks call me Joey, and with me, I have one... Drew Poplin. Oh, oh sorry. That gosh. Was, that was, was that was like butter. What? That was a little early. Oh, was it on time? It was on time. It was exactly right. My Atlanta. And it is so <laughs> fitting that the one we do correctly, uh, we we immediately roll over with our uh, trying to fix the correct one. But yeah, we have Drew with us. So hi. <laughs> um, this is Drew. Drew's okay. And we are going to be today talking about something that is very fun and exciting. This is going to be a top five, and this one is going to involve one of our influencers. So this is going to be top five firearms of 2021. That is according to Mr. Guns and Gear, who is, of course, uh, or I think it's Mr. Guns and Gear with with an N, but I hope he'll forgive me. If you've not checked it out already, by the way, Mr. Guns and Gear did a video shoot with us uh, late last year, and we've been publishing mm-hmm. his works out kind of on a weekly basis, along with some of the other stuff we're doing. So I think at least once a month, we will have one of his videos come out. Hop on to YouTube, look up Sonoran Desert Institute. We are there with Mr. Guns and Gear doing cool stuff. We've done one recently about suppressors that is very fun and something you should check out. But Suffice it to say, we are big fans of Mr. Guns and Gear, and we wanted to take a look at what he did for these top five guns, and then uh, just see what we think of them. Before we get into that, though, we have a Name That Firearm quest for you, because Drew Poplin is on the clues. Drew's clues. Drew, what do we got today? All right. So before we dive into today's Drew's Clues, let's take a look at last week's Drew's Clues. Last week's answer was the gun that won the West, the 1894 Winchester rifle. This week, brand new gun, brand new firearm. Let's do this. Clue number one. This firearm was a British submachine gun. Clue number two. It was chambered for the 9x19mm Parabellum. Number three, this is your final clue. You could describe it as being ugly, but effective. What's the gun? Well, we're not telling you because this is Drew's clues. And you'll have this to wait is Drew's clues. Week. So you got to wait till next week to find out the answer. Until then, I guess let's go ahead and get started on the main topic. By the way, Mr. Guns and Gear, he has videos, I believe, dedicated to each of the firearms that we're speaking of video reviews where he goes into more detail and stuff on to the firearms and number one on his list and this was in no particular order was the daniel defense delta 5 pro he described it as expensive but incredibly and consistently accurate so cold hammer forged barrel adjustable match trigger fired 6.5 cream more and one thing he really liked on it was it has a 60-degree bolt throttle, so it's very easy to work with. His has a primary arms GLX 4x16 scope, 
and it's equipped with an ACSS Apollo 6.5 Creedmoor reticle. Yes, as it, is Bay. I've got one on Michael Leal right now. Oh, do you? I do. It's not that same scope. That's a very fancy one. But I've got a three mm-hmm. times prison with the ACSS on it, and it is, oh, it is glorious. Very cool. One word he uses throughout this video is phenomenal, but definitely had high praise for this one. Joey, your yes. thoughts? Um, I like it. This is not one that I am an expert in. I do know Daniel Defense makes good quality firearms. 6.5. Uh, Creedmoor is a cartridge that a lot of people are loving. And that's one not too long ago, we did an episode about the 30 super carry, which you can go listen to where I was not sure what kind of what corner, what slice of the marketplace is it going to take? And the 6.5 Creedmoor is very much the opposite. 6.5 Creedmoor has really taken a nice chunk of the market because it is versatile it can be made to be exceptionally accurate. It's just a great cartridge. So if you're not familiar with the 6.5 Creedmoor, do a little research and do a little search engine looking up and see if that's something that maybe you want to pursue in another firearm down the road. But otherwise, it sounds like Mr. Guns and Gear has this superb build going on. The most accurate rifle I own pretty much says it all. Mr. Guns and Gear is just a really good shooter. I've seen it in person and he is, he's no joke. So if it were me, when I hear the most accurate rifle I own, while I am afraid of superlatives, I I might take him at his word for that one. Cool deal. Cool deal. Let's move on to the next one, which the 3.1 inch version of this firearm, he says it's his go-to carry gun. And that is the MMP Shield Plus. And for this ranking, he said he was going to group both the 4-inch version and the 3.1-inch version together. They shoot 13 plus 1 with an extended mag. And pretty much what they did with the MMP Shield Plus, to differ it from the MMP Shield, essentially they took the Shield's magazine and enlarged it slightly just to increase the capacity. Other than that, and a more of a flat face trigger, it's essentially the same dimensions as you know a standard MP shield. Things he liked about it, he said it was phenomenal for its size, its capacity, and its shootability. And it also scored points for being relatively inexpensive to the competition. Joey, I believe you said you fired an MP shield. Have you been able to fire the plus? I have not fired the plus. I am interested in it because it sounds extremely similar to the MNP compact family. Obviously it's different. They wouldn't make it if it's different, but the MNP compact family, if it's like that, I have nothing but good things to say about the MNP compact. The nine, preferably a shot the 40. And as with all 40 calibers, in my personal opinion, it can go jump in a lake. But the MNP line of firearms is a very good line of firearms. It's a it's a well respected one, particularly for those looking for a alternative and alternative to Glock firearms. Um, and it sacrifices very little of the performance. So 
anything MMP puts out, I'm going to say stamp of approval until disproven. Mm -hmm. Now, Joey, if you had to have one firearm, Mm -hmm. one firearm on this planet to be your concealed carry right now, what would you go with? That's a great question. And again, listeners, this would just be my personal preference and nothing else. Oh, boy, that's hard. If I only have one and I cannot alternate them out, I want something a little smaller. In the past, I've often opted to carry a smaller firearm during the summer where I'm wearing lighter clothes and it's more difficult to conceal a firearm. And then in the winter, been able to carry a more heavy firearm to accommodate or that can be accommodated by wearing heavier clothes, jackets, bigger shirts, Mm -hmm. flannel, that kind of thing. If I could only pick one, I'm going to pick a smaller one so that I am not struggling to conceal it at any point in time. And I will say that as kind of a personal thing, because I know people that have their concealed carry and they could conceal carry a boat uh, (laughs) if they want. Like some people just can conceal carry better. And I think I would have to go with something in a single stack or a stack and a half. My personal preference for that would be the Sig Sauer C3, which is a 1911 that Sig Sauer made. Um, They don't make them anymore. They have not made them for some time, but it is a commander level length barrel attached to a officer's grip. And for those of you who don't know what that is, essentially there's a full-size 1911, kind of self-explanatory. And then there is a commander length 1911, which is generally four inch barrel to 4.25 inch barrel instead of five inches or even more. And then there's officer length, which can be somewhere in the threes in terms of barrel length. So it's a commander length, which means it's somewhere between four and 4.25 inches. I don't remember exactly what off the top of my head, but I think it's 4.25. Then it's got an officer length grip, which means there's slightly less magazine capacity, which means if you're carrying it, my carry philosophy in the past has always been to make sure that you are carrying with at least double digit rounds accessible to you. And so I have to carry a a spare um, or would have to carry a spare, but the short handle of this firearm makes it easy to conceal. Four inch barrel is certainly concealable into single stack and the width of a firearm is something that's a big deal to me. So that one is one that you could use as a one size fits all until hopefully you can diversify a little bit. But um, I would not recommend the C3 as a first handgun. But for concealed carry, it is certainly a good concealed handgun. Let's continue on with the list. Number three, he had the Sentry Arms AP5, which is an MP5 clone. He had a bunch of stuff on, like a bunch of accessories on his. For one, he had his converted to shoot full auto, which not everyone would probably be able to do. It was funny. He was talking about just how reliable it had been for him. Uh, and he's like, I haven't had a failure to fire once with this gun. But then, like, you see, he had a little note noting that the day after he actually did. But still, overall, he considers it a very reliable firearm. It's a threaded barrel. It's got pretty much Magpul everything, light mount, 
floor grip, magpole safety, which it's a safety that allows you to operate that firearm like you would an AR or something close to an AR. Has very minimum recoil, and he said it's the best MP5 clone in terms of value. Joey. Yes. Thoughts. It hurts a little bit, and I will tell you why. The Century AP5 is one of the many answers to a demand that so many people have, which is a semi-budget-friendly MP5 clone. The MP5s are awesome, and we all want more of them. I was really kind of hoping that Palmetto State Armories would become more widespread before other people took it to the market because the Palmetto State Armory one is super exciting. But anyone that is creating an MP5 clone, huge, huge, huge thumbs up from me. That is, I think of all the firearms I do not own, an MP5 clone sits on top and it's not really close. If these become more widely available, I can get my hands on one for a reasonable price. I will be picking one up. That is happening. Of course, we love our people over at Palmetto State. So shout out to them. So um, number four is the Walter PDP. He likes and uses both the full-size and the compact version of this firearm. It's striker-fired. He says it's an improvement on its predecessor in every way, and uh, he's referring to the PPQ. The grip on it, um, just looking at it, it looks like a really nice grip. He complimented the grip. He said it was a very good grip, but like, you know, you look at the thing and, you know, instantly I was sort of like, oh, that looks like a firearm that I would want to hold and have in my hand. Another thing was he likes the trigger a lot. Uh, To quote him, he says, if you can't shoot this gun well, you absolutely cannot blame the trigger as a great break and a great reset. Very reputable and uh, for a decent price. Okay, so the Walther PDP um, is Mm -hmm. very Glock-like in appearance for those who have not seen it. Ergonomically... Not the most attractive gun in the world, but the carry cuts are solid and the grip looks pretty good. Again, I've not held one of these. But if Walther is trying to break into a specific segment of the firearms industry, um, personally, I always sit up and listen. I think that the PDP could really be something significant. Uh, I think, uh, well, like Glock triggers are fine. You could customize the heck out of a Glock. MMP triggers are certainly fine. There is something to be said for just absolutely A tier or S tier level quality out of the box with a trigger. Mm -hmm. I think that's one of those things that really helps newbies learn, right? Because while with most gear, it is a shooter's fault if there's errors in accuracy and whatnot, with a good trigger, most of the time, you know it's the shooter's fault, and you can eliminate a lot of the margin for error and can really focus on what you need to get better with. Well said. So that was the Walther PDP. And the last one, I'm just going to run through some of its stats real quick. It's a Colt Hammer forged 20-inch barrel. 
It fires from open bolt, which makes it super smooth. Uh, and that combined with uh, the nice recoil allows you to be able to fire the gun and keep it on target despite this firearm being full auto. It has a hydraulic buffer. From a sheer shooting perspective, Mr. Guns and Gear claims that it might be his favorite gun to shoot. And that is the Colt Open Bolt LMG. Sounds nice, right? It does. Well, too bad, because we cannot buy it. Uh, well, we could. It would just cost us a lot of money. And that's not money I have. But they do have an upper and a kit where you can actually convert it to a semi-auto. The impression I got from Mr. Guns and Gear was that, well, he said the magic comes from the open bolt system. And the impression I got from him was like, either get it full auto or don't get it at all. Yeah. Um, but he certainly loves a gun and seeing the reactions of multiple people fire this firearm it does look pretty fun. Uh, Joe, your thoughts? Actually, I'm not super familiar with this one, but an LMG is an LMG. So yeah. um, I'm going to just assume it's awesome. And while I may never, ever, ever own one, um, owning a an automatic firearm is something that I think is cool, but I don't think is something I'm going to do. Uh, like most firearms owners in my lifetime, I can appreciate it from a distance. I'll say it was really neat getting to watch the video. And like you have older people, younger people, men, women, all firing this firearm. But just the way that like they were able to keep it on target the whole time, like it just looked pretty smooth for LMG. And yeah, I definitely want to fire it sometime just based on those reactions alone, honestly. So that will do it for uh, the list. Now it comes time for the segment that you know as Tales, Tales from the Range. Tales from the Range. And since Drew did a lot of the heavy lifting on this one, I'm going to take this one, take that burden away from him. Uh, this one also comes from Sega Talk, as a lot of ours have been for the past little bit. From user Jimbo80. Jimbo80. It's a heck of a name. Reminds me of Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> so... Jimbo80 says, I work at a range, so there are too many instances to count. I had a customer with a brand new AR ask me to figure out why it wouldn't fire. And the problem was quickly solved by putting ammunition into the magazine. One of the funniest was watching a guy try to fit a loaded mag into the ejection port. <laughs> I, I had not read that before I, I read it aloud. Oh my gosh. Uh, um, oh, oh. well folks um i know that that shooting firearms can occasionally be a learning process but try to learn a little bit more than fitting a magazine into the ejection port before you get out there it's just a thought that being said observe the cardinal rules of firearm safety. And uh, from there, uh, it's very difficult to, to mess things up. So make sure you're following those safety rules. And then if you need help and there's someone who works at a range that's willing to help you, 
awesome. Hopefully you can uh, know to put ammo in the next time. Whoever that guy is. <laughs> Poor girl. Um, <laughs> that's crazy stuff. But for now, folks, that is going to be the gun rack. Keep tuned in because next week we are going to have a uh, bit of a testimonial with someone who has been on this show many times and someone that we like quite a bit here on the gun rack. It is Jake Burden, and he has an exciting announcement for us and his future with SDI. Have fun out there. Stay safe. We'll see you at the range. Sonoran Desert Institute is an online school located at 1555 West University Drive in Tempe, Arizona. Accredited by the DEAC. For more information, please call 800-336-8939 or visit sbi.edu.